Coming to you as always live from Master Closet Studios. You're listening to the only podcast on the internet using a stool and a shoe rack as microphone stands. I think that's true. The Noobs and the Whovian. My name is Austin and I'm the Whovian. These are my sons, Trip and Corbin. And we're the Noobs. And this is the podcast that introduces a whole new generation to Doctor Who by watching an episode each week and discussing it from the perspective of a dad who's seen it before. And two sons who haven't. So welcome to episode 15 covering series two episode two tooth and claw this is the one where they go to 1879 and meet queen victoria some ninja monks have been nurturing a space werewolf for three centuries to try to take over the world the same thing we do every night pinky they lure the queen into a trap at the torchwood house so that the werewolf can take over her body the doctor figures out that two dead guys had learned how to kill the werewolf then slides a diamond into some moonlight at the exact angle needed to kill it Sir Doctor of Tardis and Dame Rose of the Powell Estate are banished, and Queen Vicky establishes the Torchwood Institute so that Jack Harkness can have his own show. Turns out the royal family is probably werewolves, and the Queen is not amused. Which brings us to our production notes. This is story number 169, uh, originally aired April 22nd. 2006 to 10.03 million viewers. Wasn't wow. that more than the original airing episode? Uh, Rose was actually 10.84, which wow. I made a note of. I don't actually just know that off the top of my head. And <laughs> uh, so, yeah, so we're, we're catching back up, right? Well, like, yeah, we were down in like the sevens, right? Okay, for a second, yeah. I thought this was the first episode. So I'm like, well, that makes sense. It's a new series. People but it's actually it the second one. Here's what yeah. I'm thinking is that the first one, was was really good and everybody was like oh you gotta you gotta watch it you gotta watch the next episode it's gotten good again um Did and it? actually i say that but it, it actually premiered to like eight point something but then it said a total viewership of 10.03 million so i don't know what a total viewership means like maybe this is when it started streaming and they had like mixed day stuff i don't know <laughs> um but yeah so this if i'm not mistaken that would make this the highest viewership uh since rose so since rose yeah because after Rose, everyone was just like, I'm not watching this anymore. Yeah, it dropped like by like two million Huge viewers. amount of enthusiasm. And then, it, yeah, and then went, you know. So, it's like, Trip, I'm going to give you one guess. Who wrote this? Hmm. I even said it when the credits were rolling. Our mm -hmm. man. Russell T. Russell T. Davies. Directed by Euros Lin. Uh, he has directed or directed... Uh, several tenant episodes, so we're going to be seeing this guy uh, quite a bit here and there. Mm. He also directed a couple of episodes of the show Sherlock, which is another um, BBC production, Sherlock. <coughs> like Sherlock Holmes. Is it like Merlin? Um, in what? what way? Why would it ever be like Merlin? I don't know, but the titles are similar. In that it's one word, and this is the name of the character. Yes. Brilliant observation, son. <laughs> <laughs> it's also a BBC show, so the uh, similar similarities just keep rolling in. I, I can see what you meant there. At any rate, um, <laughs> other similarities, um, not to Merlin, but to this show, is that they um, uh, all of the episodes of Sherlock that Euros Lynn directed were also written by Stephen Moffat, um, Mike Gaddis, I think, and Stephen Thompson. Huh? Heard Moffat before. Yeah, Stephen Moffat. Well, he was the showrunner uh, for Doctor Who. Moffat, oh. Gaddis, and Thompson, they were all Doctor Who writers. So they also went on to do stuff with uh, Euros Lynn on Sherlock. So mm. uh, speaking of some folks, let's take a look at this week's cast. What do you mean that's the Doctor? Doctor Who? This week, of course, uh, who's our biggest guest star character, guys? Mm, uh, Queen Victoria. Yeah, yeah Queen, Queen Victoria, Victoria. right? Um, kind of that big reveal when they pull open the carriage door. Um, she's played by Pauline Collins. Pauline, not Pauline. Pauline. She's played by Pauline. Pauline Collins. Um, she plays uh, Samantha Briggs in the Faceless Ones, uh, which no. is uh. we're gonna get to that in series four, episode. Uh, uh, episode oh, that's two. What is, a, what is my note there with two? Series episode. four, episode with two i don't know what that means but um she plays so in other words she shows up as a this actress plays another character oh. a couple of seasons from now but still in this show yes yes the faceless yes. ones is the name of an episode in series four i thought, it was oh, the name I of thought you said series. Like, i was like 
of um, something different. Like the faceless ones, that sounds kind of weird for like a TV show. <laughs> yeah. It's like that, uh, or maybe a movie. It would make a better movie title than it would a show. Anyway, definitely. They, uh, they actually, so, um, oh, oh, that's what my note is. I said series, okay, series four, like series four with the second doctor, oh. like series four, not david tennant's series four that's coming in the future oh, ah. the original fourth series of classic who that's with with doctor number two that's what my note really was old. oh gosh okay i was um, wondering I, that but i'm like that seems yeah i couldn't seems understand like it would make her too old or something yeah, yeah, yeah um no and so that's the thing is they tried to so she played a, a character named samantha briggs they tried to get pauline collins yeah to come back so that samantha would be a new companion and she turned it down what yes what? she turned it Why? down and oh, uh, let's see did i have um, i don't think i wrote this down she could have been a new companion the the time between her appearing as samantha briggs in series four and then her appearance here as queen victoria uh was you know obviously decades yeah. apart and mm-hmm. at the time she there she had the longest gap between appearances on doctor who so going from mm. her first appearance to her second appearance, she had mm. the longest gap of any other actress. There were some other actress that had been, you know, decades apart, uh, but then she became the new longest one. And then since then, somebody else has has taken yeah. that uh, that uh, claim to fame from her. So who would that be? I don't know. I didn't <laughs> write it down. <laughs> I don't just know these things, son. Oh, um, no, I, I forgot to write would. it down. There, yeah, there was a bunch of stuff that I thought I had written down in regards to that. So either I decided not to write it down because it wasn't important, but then I just decided to bring it up anyway. Ian <gasps> Hanmore. Ian Hanmore plays Father Angelo. He was the uh, the head monk. Corbin, what did the you think monk. about this guy? You kept saying it over and over again. The head monk dude. I recognize him. Yeah, what did you think he looked like? Oh, no, that was something different. That was in the next time. That was in the next time, remember? No, you kept saying that uh, Father Angelo reminded you of Chris Eccleston. Oh. Oh, yeah. <laughs> oh, yeah, that's like what it older, was. Like an older, balder Chris Eccleston. Yeah, so, that's what it was. Something about, I think it was something about the shape of his head and his nose, probably. Yeah. So. At any rate, um, not actually Chris Eccleston's body double. He was, however, um, or is an actor, and he was on season two of Game of Thrones, playing a character whose name I'm going to butcher, Pyat Pri. I'm sure that all the people listening that actually watch that show are, are screaming at their iPods right now. iPods. <laughs> Unless you got it if right. If you're listening to this on an iPod, uh, congratulations. Uh, you are you have outdated technology. Anyways. So um, I do? I have outdated technology? You do have outdated technology yes. because you're 11. So you get my 10-year-old hand-me-downs. That's what happens there. Piety, um, Ian Hanmore's character, Game of Thrones season two, burned to death by dragons. Oh, okay. Because he was on Game of Thrones, so you always meet a horrifying death on Game of Thrones. If there's a, that's oh, like the only thing I know about that show. All right, um, that that, you that and the fact horribly. that there, are, yeah, and there are dragons. I know those two things. Yes, there yeah. are. the uh, the host. Um, I didn't even know what that meant when I first read it down. The host is the guy the who's in the cage that turns into the werewolf. Oh, the guy who's actually guy. you know okay, in sense. his like human form. His name is Tom Smith, and he's an actor. That's about all I had for that guy. That's so. all you know. That was a, he. He hasn't done a whole lot. All right, so, so was he? Was the werewolf CGI? Yeah. Yes, that was entirely CGI. I was kind of surprised yeah. by that. There was not a moment of like puppetry in that or anything. So, um, kind of like the. Um, the um oh oh the, thank you how sometimes they were a puppet and sometimes they were cgi because when they were running they were cgi but they exactly. were puppets when you're impossible like, for a body. human to run like that um so miscellaneous trivia uh, we talked about this when the episode was actually on that they you know when when the doctor first talks to uh whatever the captain of the guard or whatever yeah right when he steps out of the tardis he goes, yeah. oh, are we in Scotland? And then he starts using a Scottish accent. Yeah. And Rose tries to do a Scottish accent. And he's like, no, don't, Sucks. don't do that. Yeah. He's don't, don't do that. Um, I, I told the boys that he actually is Scottish. Yeah, and so he, he was using, like, he was not putting on an accent. He was just like, now I'm not going to use my British accent. I'm going to talk the way I normally sound. So he's taking away his British <clears throat> accent. Yeah, he dropped his British accent and just spoke the way he normally does. It's really funny because if you watch him in an interview, 
it's like who is this guy you know because he like, sounds so different it's like um i remember the cap i don't even remember his name anymore but the captain on um discovery where he actually oh, has like a really Holy british cow, accent man. yeah he's trying yes. to do that like tennessee accent and then you hear him speak in real life and he's got a british accent it's like I know. what it's, is going it's like, on whoa, whoa. yeah i didn't realize that until i uh saw that saw it when y'all saw it you know yeah. the first time that we watched that uh what was that like a behind the scenes clip we watched or yeah, something? It was yeah. A behind the scenes clip. anywho um and apparently this is the only time in the series that he did that he did this and um i think it's funny that in in universe in the show he doesn't even stay consistent with it he slips slowly back into his hit the doctor's natural accent which is tenant's fake british accent <laughs> Um, he gradually slips back into that, and the queen is yeah. like, "Hey, what's what's with your voice? That your accent just sort of disappeared." What was it like? And, how do you change your accent so easily? Uh, she said, "Change your voice." Actually, change is what she said. Voice. Yeah, yeah. How do you how it is you change your voice so easily and and whatnot? Um, and just a, a little note here. Uh, apparently, so this was this was eighteen seventy nine, but in eighteen eighty three. The seventh doctor also saved Queen Victoria. <laughs> so, so, like, every doctor saves Queen Victoria. Uh, yeah, that'd be a, funny. Huh? If, that'd be funny if every, every, every doctor, doctor saved the Queen. Yeah. Uh, you know, I'd be willing to bet that every doctor at some point has saved either one of the queens, one of the kings, or one of the prime ministers. Yeah. At some point in their, in their tenure. I would almost wow. guarantee it. What uh, about Eccleston? Did he? Eccleston he saved, saved um, uh, didn't he save one of the prime ministers once? yeah he saved the prime uh, minister well uh, uh, prime minister mm. what was it what was her name she kept like something pulling up jones her prime uh, minister that, by the time she was prime minister um harriet jones by the time she was prime yeah. minister the tenant was already there oh when right. we first met her remember she wasn't prime minister yeah, she was she like, Harriet Jones, something. Yeah, something minister. It's like, I know of, who you are. Yeah. Of course you do. Doohickey on Flotchy or whatever it was. I don't remember. <laughs> uh, so at any rate, uh, those, yeah, that was fun that, that both, you know, two different doctors saved her apparently four years apart in her timeline, but it would have been two different doctors. Yeah. So I'd, I'd be, ooh, you know what I just thought of? I'd be curious to know if he said, I'm the doctor you know, in that episode, because she wouldn't have <laughs> recognized him. But if he said in that episode, I'm the doctor, then we have a continuity problem. Yeah. Because she established. Well, he who, never called himself the doctor in this episode. He sure was he did. Dr. James. Oh, that's somebody. Well, yeah. Well, we'll come back to that. <laughs> okay. Because there's something we're going to hit on in a little bit. Uh, no, I already did. In the, in the super, super short recap, he, she knighted him, Sir Doctor of TARDIS. Not Sir, because remember he said I'm Doctor um, Sir Doctor. You have two surnames. Uh, yeah, two two titles, uh, and we're actually gonna we're gonna get to the bit about where he he came up with that name, the James um, Duflachi, whatever it was, um, where that name came from. But he didn't introduce it, introduce himself that way. But later on, she didn't knight him as Sir James, whatever it was. She, la, named, la, la, la. she yeah, she named him. Uh, Sir Doctor of TARDIS, which to me, by the way, is hilarious. That's that's like right up there with um with 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 uh the guy in the Lion, the Witch, and the Wardrobe, Tumnus, yeah. calling her um uh, Lucy of Spare Um uh, <laughs> of the Shining Country of Wardrobe or whatever it was. Um, that kind of Sir Doctor of TARDIS. Anywho, uh, that brings us down Wait, to what was what was Trip's Rose? next question. What was Rose? We'll get there. That's, that's, oh. no, did I? I don't know. Dame Rose of the, uh, <laughs> notes, notes, notes. Dame Rose. Dame, yeah, and if you're knighted as a man, you're a sir. Women are called dame. It's like lady and lord. Oh. Uh, so she, she was dame. She never did change. Huh? Um, she, she never, never did, did put any dang change. clothes on? Yeah. No, she never did. She started to. Anyways, uh, bring that back around later on. So <laughs> she was Dame Rose of the Powell Estate. And the Powell estate is something that comes up over and over again. If I remember correctly, that's like where, you know, there's like that parking lot that they always seem to end up in. Yeah. In Rose's hometown. Yeah. That area there or something is called the Powell estate, I think. Oh. I can't remember. 
So it's she had no like idea what TARDIS or PAL state a was. Apparently but not. But she just knighted them that yeah. way. I mean, she knew that they us. weren't from around here kind of thing. So uh, at any rate, let's move into my favorite part, the checklist. Well. All right. So we talked about the uh, baddie of the week a little bit. Um, started out. This is one of those ones. I love these episodes where you have the baddie of the week and then you have the baddie behind the baddie. Right. Yeah. It starts yeah. off the baddie of the week as Father Angelo, uh, with the with the dang ninja monks. Yeah. Right? yeah, that was insane. I love how so we're in we're in nineteenth century Victorian England and you've got these guys in the like stereotypical yeah. brown hooded cloak monk outfits, and then all of a sudden they rip them off and they're in the blaze orange of like Tibetan Buddhist monks <laughs> that are like martial artists and everything. <laughs> and I love you know, the the the, the poor you know, British farmers or whatever that are standing there just get the tar beat out of them, and they're just like dumbfounded. They like jump like, over their, they jump yeah, over their head and some crouching tiger, st- hidden dragon stuff. Yeah. Where they're just like, "Whoa!" I love, oh man, my favorite part in any martial arts movie is where they throw the weapon and yeah. they do like a bunch of gymnastics just so that they can land and then catch it and beat the snot out of the bad guy from behind. <laughs> yeah, or the bad guy, the their opponent. Um, yeah. Love that Not stuff. usually the bad guy, actually. Yeah, uh, yeah well, yeah, anyway. So Father Angelo turns out to be a puppet of who? The werewolf. The space werewolf. We Who's... never learn really its origin and stuff, you know. Yeah, space. Never... It, it <laughs> crashed onto Earth. It's from space. And somehow adopted the body of a human so, that it can turn into a werewolf so what well, yeah and every and, time he has to change into a new kid because they said that every yeah, down through the centuries yeah and a kid would go missing the doctor yeah right right once in a once in a generation because once he gets to a certain age I, you know he's in an old body he's like well i yeah. guess i better get out of this body before i get the cancer Just, um, so the I thought it was interesting that the doctor says that maybe when whatever it was crash landed a spaceship or an asteroid or whatever it was crash landed maybe only a single cell survived, uh-huh. you know. So he kind of grew back from a single cell, and then later on, when he's talking about how Queen Victoria got scratched, mm-hmm. and maybe she just got one cell of that werewolf in her, that now, you know. Two centuries down the road, or how? Well, I guess it'd be I guess it'd be a little over a century down the road. Yeah, it's grown and grown and grown, so that we end up with what the royal family is werewolves. Yeah, yeah. that was funny. She's like, the royal family is werewolves. Said, oh my gosh, they are werewolves. That's so great. So, um, fun stuff about the space werewolf. Feel free to uh, to bring up other things uh, about that as we go along. Our our well count for this week. We had uh, we actually had two. I didn't really realize, but when two? when they're walking back to the TARDIS and they're talking about how yeah, the royal family, well. he actually he kind of said it twice because he was just like, well, something blah 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 blah, and then she says, so the royal family is werewolves, and he goes, well, not yet, maybe, and <laughs> so he kind of had one that was just like really quick, a little one off. Uh, so that brings our running count up to uh, three. Oh, I got a, a mistake in my notes here. The I'm sorry count. We didn't get an I'm sorry. I'm so sorry. Um, we didn't get that this episode. Um, so we still are just at one. There is, oh my gosh. A bad wolf. A bad wolf. Trip, did you catch the bad wolf reference? No. Really? Oh, yeah. When he's like, and you know it too. Yeah, he says, there's a bit of the wolf in you. And then he says, oh my gosh, man. Then he gets all like poetic. And he said, what does he say? You uh, says that Rose burns like the sun. But all I require is the, the moon. moon. Yeah, right. How cool is that? Um, there's a yeah. There's but he a, didn't actually say bad wolf. He, he didn't say bad wolf, but he was referencing it. Right? Yeah. He said, "There's a bit of the wolf in you." And I, did you notice? Like she, she kind of. She was like, "I don't know what you're talking about," but you could tell she really did. You know, she so sort of. Yeah. So like, but she still she, doesn't remember what happened, but she still knows about bad wolf. Yeah. So um, I do not remember this going on for this long i do not remember that so um of course i wasn't watching it with the same kind of eye that we're watching it now where yeah. we're you know, taking notes and everything so uh there you yeah. go but we're not even looking for bad wolf anymore and we're still catching it uh yeah yeah, yeah, yeah kind of exactly. makes it like a bit i think they're kind of making it a bit more obvious with yeah 
well that one where it was spray painted on the parking lot was not obvious at all i mean it was barely there but i just i was looking at it and i'm like i don't know man it looks like it could be um so you know know. we'll see we'll see if we end up with any more corbin you want to do do our gibberty jabberty for us oh you got it you want to give that a shot lupine wavelength hemoveriform hemoveriform hema as in uh blood Okay. A lupine wavelength hemoveriform. There you go. Got to memorize Lupine, that. lupine from lupos, which is Greek for anybody, anybody, anybody. No clue. Werewolf. Wolf. Wolf. Just oh. wolf. Yeah. So <laughs> wolf. A a lupine wave wavelength. I was thinking waveform. Wasn't that the uh, surfboard wave, thing? Yeah. Had a waveform. extrapolate. Yeah. So this was the lupine wavelength hemoveriform, and he rattled that sucker off. Fast. I know. It was just like, Tenet was just like, bam, yeah, man. Lupine he, wavelength, hemoveriform. Yeah, I wouldn't have. Lupine wavelength, I caught. Hemoveriform, I, all I got was form until I looked it up. So All I got was wavelength, so. <laughs> well, because I happen to already know lupine, because I'm a word nerd. Yeah. I happen to know that lupos is Greek for wolf, because why don't you? <laughs> Doesn't everybody know that? Everybody totally well, knows that. Okay. All right. Well, Just the listeners will vindicate me. Some people. The listeners will vindicate me by emailing in and saying I totally knew what Lupine meant, even if you didn't. Listeners, even if you didn't know, just email and say you did. All right, back to the show. Uh, companions. Oh no 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 no. We had our Jibberty Jabberty, and then we have the return because I don't think I did this last time. We have the return of the Jiggery Pokery. Somehow this dropped off of my notes uh, yeah. over, over time. The jiggery pokery, yeah. uh, which uh, we need, we need to grab that where where nine calls it jiggery pokery and says yeah. I, I majored in jiggery pokery. Anyways, um, he had he had. Eh, I threw in the psychic paper. That's not really a jiggery pokery. I just wanted to mention it because it was a great little bit. We've seen the psychic paper before, but you really get the sense here that he never really knows what that thing is going to tell people. Yeah. Right. There's some mm-hmm. episodes where he just literally pulls it out and holds it up and they'll go, Oh, you're from the such and such office. And he goes, right. That I am, you know, <laughs> he's just lamely walk in. And this time he happened to say, uh, this time he told the guards that he it was, was his degree from such. the university of in- Edinburgh from, you know, he was Dr. So-and-so and, but then when he showed it to the queen, it was different. Yeah. It was orders from the Duke of, uh, you know, uh, Wellingham beef or whatever to <laughs> yeah. that, that he was supposed to be her protector or something like that. So I just, I, I love the psychic paper. It's amazing. Yeah. The, the stuff that, that, cause what it does is it basically tells people what they want to hear. Yeah. And I love that. So he doesn't, sometimes he doesn't even know what they want to hear. Um, then we had, Oh gosh, did y'all like, uh, okay. He figures out the thing about the telescope. I like right? that. Part. That it's not a telescope. It's what did he say? It was a light gatherer or something like that. And it's, it had too many prisms. He said earlier on, it's supposed to focus the light, uh, basically to, to destroy the, the, yeah, the, uh, hemoveriform. I thought for sure, even having seen the episode before, I didn't remember this little detail. I thought that he was going to take it over, take the big giant diamond, shove it into that telescope thing at the right place. So did I. And instead, he just slid it onto the floor. Mm-hmm. And he slid what? it... Huh? Like, he just... Yeet. He slid it across the floor like a hockey puck into it's, the exact position where the light was hitting the floor. It's also a diamond. So it's like just sliding a diamond across the floor. Yeah, no biggie. A diamond the size of your fist. But then, not only did he slide it directly into the path of the light, which was a very specific distance because the light was as big around as the diamond, but he yeah. also managed to get it in the position so that when the light refracted off of the diamond, it hit the werewolf. Like it didn't Swear hit, in the chest. It didn't hit the queen, which would have done nothing. It didn't hit him in the eyes. It didn't go to the ceiling. It went straight. Yeah. What'd you say to the werewolf's chest? Yeah. yeah. Exactly. It doesn't make me wonder if that thing could have killed other people because how would they have known that that, could kill it kill the werewolf unless it just killed anything it hit i who know, yeah because they never tested it right yeah. um and and so at any rate i thought that was that was a, a definite bit of jiggery pokery there where yeah. he just sort of made something happen uh beyond all chances uh companions we didn't have any 
this week, right? No. Um, any guest companions. We did have yeah. Rose, and I noticed that uh, Rose is still growing, right? Yeah. She apologizes yeah. for her nakedness. <laughs> <laughs> I loved. Um, I loved that the again the captain of the guard says yeah. something about explain your strange appearance and this woman's nakedness, and it's like <laughs> yeah. she's wearing like overalls and a t-shirt yeah. you know like but she wasn't in a big um billowy gown i do want to point out the explain your appearance part because did these guys not notice a blue box just suddenly appear on the road and i of guess them? Uh, what i thought he meant by appearance was the way he looks not the yeah. fact that he appeared but well, maybe he did yeah. mean that <laughs> but like still like they you think they would have noticed like they were sitting in the TARDIS for all a minute. I'm pretty sure those guards on that like long straight path would have seen, seen that it thing. Happen. Yeah. And they just well, and the then brain... like the TARDIS isn't even there. You know, they just walk off without the TARDIS. Huh? What do you mean? Like they walk. Off. You don't really see the TARDIS again. They just kind of like walk off, and yeah, that's what kind also of what the do. guards pay no heed to it. Even if they hadn't just seen it land there, it's like y'all stepped out of this blue box and left it sitting <laughs> here in the road and la 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 yeah off to the side of the road there. So at any rate, they they, they address her nakedness, and then when yeah. she is standing before the queen, she says she says you know like I apologize for my nakedness, yeah. and I think it's interesting that she is learning to sort of go with the flow uh, yeah. kind of a win in Rome thing <laughs> instead of being like, Oh, I'm, I'm not naked. You're a bunch of prudes, you know, like kind of going with her modern <laughs> yeah. sensibilities. She's like, all right, I'm, I'm here. This is the way they behave here. I'm going to behave that way. So yeah. Uh, the time war, we didn't have anything on the time war. We haven't actually had much on that for a while. No, it's been a little bit quiet. Um, I think that was a bigger theme in episode, uh, episode in series <laughs> one. Yeah. And yeah. I think that series two is going to focus a little bit more on Torchwood. Yeah. Which we're going to. It did introduce Torchwood. Like, yeah. We're going to come back to that. Well, the first episode how... talked about Torchwood and their alien technology and stuff. Yeah. Right. The second so one let, let's, introduces their. Creation. Right. So let's hold on to that uh, because we're, we are yeah. going to come back to that in just a minute. Before we get to that, let's talk about uh, who is the doctor. I demand to know who you are. I don't know. All right, so <laughs> I thought it was funny. Uh, remember how you know in the Christmas invasion he kept saying, uh, you know, what kind of a man am I? I'm well, I'm this kind of man. I'm lucky. Yeah. Uh, no second chances. I'm that kind of a man. This go around. Uh, he doesn't say what kind of a man am I, but we find out he's rude. Right. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> like, Am I being you know, rude again? Yeah, this telescope, it's, you know, this is wrong and that's wrong and things kind of stupid and blah, blah, blah. And they go, Am I being rude again? Like right in the middle yeah. of the sentence, he's like, and, you know, if it were me, I would have put together the thing with the, Am I being rude again? And she goes, Yeah. And he goes, I mean, it's pretty. It's very pretty. You know, I, I love that. <laughs> yeah. That uh, he's rude, but he's learning. You know, he's, he's rude, but he does understand that he's being rude. He's beginning to understand that he's being rude. And obviously, this is because. Rose is helping him out, right? Rose is being, you're being kind of rude. Uh, doctor, you're doing it again. So uh, she she's helping him along with that. He's also got, what, what do you guys think about whenever the doctor meets the baddie of the week? What's, what's his first reaction normally? Like, ooh, interesting. Uh, like, right? Let's go. Fantastic. Yeah. Like, he <laughs> called the werewolf beautiful he's like saw interest and then it flings the top of the cage at his head and he mer what like, avoids it he's like ah right, right. yeah no biggie he called the let's see i wrote a few things down he called the gas aliens what you just said it a minute ago trip he called fantastic. the gas aliens fantastic like he chose yeah. flying up into the air and goes down onto the lighting and he's like fantastic right what was the gas aliens called guess uh, the the gar the um the uh, gelf the gelf yeah gelf. the gelf uh he so he calls them fantastic when he sees them swirling around the theater at the very beginning mm-hmm. he uh didn't he okay when he saw the nesting consciousness didn't he say something about that the i don't think so he seemed to like no. nesting consciousness was uh, episode one rose 
where he, uh, the, 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 uh, he poured the anti-plastic into the oh, nesting yeah. consciousness. Seemed, it was a big pile of goo. He seemed to just, goo. like, know what it was already. Yeah. Okay, so he didn't. Oh, and it makes sense right. because they already had the episode about the autons. The autons. Okay, all right, autons. right. That's right. But there's there's other ones that he just does this kind of thing all the time. Yeah. And, oh, look at you, beautiful. You know, and you're going to see it uh, time and time again. So he's got an interesting outlook on the universe when it comes to life forms. Yeah. Right? Like it, when there's, he rejoices when, like, yeah, people this live hate relationship and with these right. stupid apes. Even with the baddies, <laughs> even, <laughs> even with the baddies, he, his default is wonder. and fascination and then yeah and and he he never even with the bad guys he doesn't usually want to just destroy yeah Yeah. he went pretty he went hardcore on that pretty hardcore on the wolf like right away well on the dalek remember that like oh yeah rose had to stop him yeah well the daleks are in a whole other category with the doctors yeah it did kill like Every everything. One of species. everything. So the doctor did not have a rant this week. Boo. So yeah. we'll have to um, just sort of pass that over. All right. And this sort of brings us to the walkthrough and stuff we noticed. Um, oh, right off the bat. he Okay. So here's where I wrote it down. He calls himself Dr. James McCrimmon of the township of Balamory. What is that supposed okay. to mean? So Jamie McCrimmon was one of the second Doctor's companions. One? <clears throat> yeah. I mean, you know, like, we've already had several companions. You know, so Rose is like the main companion, but you've had Jack, oh, and yeah. you've had uh, Mickey, and, you know, different... We need to watch Torchwood, the guy with the The guy with the hole in his head. Um, all that kind of stuff. Uh, so we Jamie, didn't even remember that dude's name. He was I, we never do. He was there for, like, he was in like one and a half episodes. episodes yeah. yeah. So Jamie McCrimmon was one of the companions to the second doctor. So he calls himself Dr. James McCrimmon of the township of Balamory. And there was some, there was some deep cut stuff in there that if we knew a bunch about a bunch of different BBC right. shows would be really cool. But it's basically, it's like a combination of like two or three town names that have other things, other ties to other shows that yeah. we don't know about. So, so like- fascinating. The uh, oh the McLeish home as we've already mentioned is called the Torchwood home and Torchwood then Institute I believe it was Torchwood well the house is called the Torchwood house and then she uh, Queen Victoria creates the Torchwood Institute because that's where you know that's where they what are, are the chances that she randomly sees this sign that says Torchwood she's like let's have an institute called the Torchwood Institute to protect against Doctor Who hey those are anagrams. <laughs> it's like what are the chances of that so first of all torchwood if, you, if you're not already aware is an anagram of doctor who you take the letters and rearrange them and, it, and you can spell doctor who um as far as what are the chances apparently a hundred percent because that's what happened yeah it's called suspending your disbelief <laughs> there's a million ways this story could have gone this is the way it went apparently i suck <laughs> at that because i just like i ask these sorts of questions all, all the, the time, time. <laughs> Jim <laughs> says all the time. Uh, so we we may this may become a new checklist item. Uh, Torchwood, mm, see Torchwood. how many references we yeah, get because I think we've already we, had two. Exactly, I think Torchwood is much more of a theme of series two. But I, I'm 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 trying to remember. But at any rate, um, what what did you guys want to say about Torchwood? Y'all were talking about it earlier. I. Oh, yeah. We need to watch that at some point because I miss yeah. Jack. I don't mean that. I mean here <laughs> on here on this episode, and y'all were mentioning things. Were we? Uh huh. And I said, save that for later. We'll come back to it. If you ever say save oh. it for later, we'll never. We need to get a remember. notepad and start writing things down. Yeah. So I can be like, hey, this is what you were saying. I don't. I don't remember what it was. Yeah. So what did they? What did she? She created, or she said she let's let's create. I mean, you know, didn't actually actually happen that moment but let's create an institute we'll call it the torchwood institute yeah. and what is it designed to do to two things doctor who and other aliens the yeah, it's, doctor it's to uh well actually it's the doctor the it, it's set up to research all of these crazy things right aliens mm-hmm. and whatever else weird might be happening 
Because actually, she de- I mean, she doesn't call them aliens because yeah. that would have been a fairly foreign concept yeah. uh, in, in 1879. But the idea of not of this world, right? Mm-hmm. There's something yeah. weird going on. She calls the doctor and Rose, you know, perverse and dabbling in evil and all this kind of stuff. <laughs> I mean, you know, she's yeah. like, I knight you, and now I banish and you. And be gone. It's like they save the day, and then they're banished from the whole place. Like, what? That happens. So, the, so yeah, research all of that stuff, understand it, and figure out what how to guard against it, and then also how to guard against the doctor. Like specifically what? him, like not even Rose. Just specifically. Funny how the doctor, the doctor. is right. standing in front of Prime Minister Harriet Jones and she knows about Torchwood could easily arrest him on the spot and then do anything. Yeah, I think things maybe change over the years because you're talking about a, a century and a half later or so Yeah, after its founding. So, yeah. uh, But I don't remember and I've never seen the show uh, the spinoff Torchwood so I don't know what happens in universe there. So... At any rate, overall impressions. Trip, what are you going to give this one out of 10? Mm, out of 10 what? I gotta say... I, don't, I feel like a lot kind of happened in this episode. Okay. There are a few parts that I like more than others. But um, I don't really know. Like, <laughs> I mean, I feel like it was one of kind of like those regular shows, but like I really kind of liked certain parts. I like the part where they went, like how they went like really farther back in time than they usually do. Like, I think that isn't okay. that the farthest back in time they went, right? Well, they when went, was Dickens? Um, I don't remember. That was 17 somewhere, yeah. wasn't it? Yeah, so it's like one of the. I feel like it was earlier than 1879. I think I did like it because it was like back in the old time, and I also like the part where it's the werewolf and stuff because that's yeah. All right, so what are you gonna give it? Maybe like a seven or eight, seven or eight, um, torchwood, (laughs) torchwood houses. Okay, Corbin, what do you think? Man, uh, that was a big sigh. <laughs> uh, I don't know. It was, it was pretty good, especially with the whole creation of Torchwood right there at yeah. the very end. So, I'd say like 7 out of 10 humongous pupils. <laughs> oh, you literally stole mine. <laughs> All right. Uh, yeah, I'm with you guys. I mean, it was it was a solid episode. It was not yeah. terrible. Yeah. Um, I to me, it was a little too. Um, I mean, it was a werewolf episode. Yeah. You know? Yeah. And sometimes you'll have shows that do that, and it's like, and uh, you know, Star Trek: The Next Generation has a couple of ghost stories. You know, it's like really like ghosts in space. Like <laughs> well, um, that doesn't what? make sense. Yeah. Uh, you're getting horror in my sci-fi. Uh, so I don't know, but I, I think I'm going to go with you guys. I think about seven out of 10 uh, ridiculously large diamonds. How about that? Yeah. Since you stole my black <laughs> eyes. Those were massive. They were. Uh, they, were, like, they, were they were pretty. Uh, so speaking of ridiculously large pupils, Corbin, what about the creep level? Um, <coughs> I don't know. There wasn't much creepy about this episode really like <laughs> there was the giant werewolf but well i mean the creepiest part was i don't know if i should even call this creepy actually but like when the werewolf is transforming and it goes from like human to yeah. monkey to werewolf <laughs> like human to i monkey said that to while we were watching it i'm way, like this looks like a monkey i'll have to share uh show all this later Were-monkey. very reminiscent of Michael Jackson turning into a werewolf in the video for Thriller. Very similar, now that I'm thinking about it all of a sudden. Michael but yeah. Jackson? Uh-huh. He, he did a video called Thriller, and uh, he changes into a werewolf at one point, and it looked... It was a very similar uh, transformation uh, that he goes through. So what, what's your what's your creep level out of 500? Uh, 
<laughs> 100. 100 out of 500. All right. Yes. Trippers, what are we thinking? Mm, yeah, say the previous part was when, like, he was talking to them. It was like... Oh, yeah, he just sitting there talking. Oh, when the, like, when the werewolf squeaky guy? Squeaky voice. Yeah, he yeah. sounded so weird, and he was just talking so strangely while they're trying to break out of their chains to escape. Yeah. Would it be fair to say he was creepier as a human form than in his yes. human yes. form than in his wolf form? Definitely. Yeah. I mean, when he was in the wolf... There's not even any jump scares with him. He just like no, there yeah. were, were there? He there was one. Like, there was when the guy's like he goes around the corner. He's like, see, there's nothing here. Comes back and then an arm oh, reaches, it reaches down up and from the grabs yeah, his head. Reaches down, yeah, yeah, yeah. No, I forgot about that one. But and that one, see, that they telegraphed that one so far in advance, you could see it coming from a mile away. I know. Couldn't you? I thought I thought that it ran through gonna, the door. Yeah, me too. I thought it was gonna be like, just like some pounce through the, through the door like, or through the wall, like something like that. Yeah, that it reached like, down from the ceiling. I was like, well, okay. Every Shit time someone gets werewolf. eaten, it's like it just cuts to someone else's reaction, just like stupefied horror. But you do get a little bit of bone there. crunch sound effects in there. Yeah. <laughs> it sounded so, so weird. Awesome. So, Trip, what was your um, creep level out of five hundred? I don't think we got your number yet. Like a hundred and thirty-two. One hundred and thirty-two. So specific. That's right. Uh, yeah, this one. Uh, I, this one when I saw last week when I saw next time. Yeah. I I was like, oh man, this is gonna be creepy, and then it kind of nah. wasn't. You know, it it's seemed- like. The part where you're like, oh, this one's going to be creepy is what makes you, like, get let down when it's not creepy. <laughs> it's like, so oh you got gosh, this one's going to be so creepy. Right. Oh, no, it's not really that right, creepy. Right, right. Yeah, uh, Corbin turned to me at one point. I, what was it, after the episode? And you I were like, said something about how, you know, is it this wasn't very creepy and i was like oh just you wait yeah and he said it was like in the middle of the episode yeah he goes weeping angels and i said you have no idea what's coming (laughs) weeping angels sure silence the silence silence? is that a is that an episode or Uh, I can't wait. I can't wait to get back to it. I wish but. I could see his face right now. <laughs> we'll, we'll do some pictures and put it on the Facebook. All right. Uh, so, yeah. So, I'm going to, I don't know. I'm going to give it uh, uh, 57 and a half out of 500. Especially since you apparently know what's coming. And we're going to yeah. be like uh, busting out of Satellite 5 with oh, our ratings. Man. Yeah. We're going to be yeah, like, gonna shoot. oh, we're going to we're gonna, like, right. we're gonna. The elevator is gonna shoot right through the Jagger Fess's head and out the top of Satellite Five. All right. Uh, so let's see. Special effects, costumes, makeup. We had some general Victorian costumes. Corbin, how about those black eyeballs? That is called. That is what's called in the business a sclera lens, a full oh, sclera contact lens. I will so buy what it is, one of those. So imagine. Um, it's a prop. So imagine, um, y'all know what my contacts look like, right? They're about the size of my iris, the color of my eye. Okay, your sclera is the white of your eye. That's it's called the sclera, right? So you have your pupil, your iris, your sclera. So a full sclera lens covers your full Uh. sclera. So these suckers are massive looking, and they're they're like plastic. They're not like a contact lens is like that flimsy little. Uh, sort of plastic. These things are shells that you stick on your eyeball, and How you have to. That they're not very comfortable. Uh, they're not very comfortable. So you have to like pull your eyelids down and up, oh, and you have to stop. like you have I'm to stick puke. it under, <laughs> under behind your. Uh, yeah, I love. It. He took out his earphones, but his isn't plugged into the mic, so he's still hearing me. You you stick it under your lens, and then you have to pull the top lens over top of it. So they're behind your eyelids. Oh. <laughs> Uh, Why did you have to describe that? Huh? I just wanted you to be able to enjoy that. So um, that brings up my creep level to (laughs) over nine (laughs) thousand. 
Um, and and we were so busy staring at his eyes. Did y'all even notice that he had fangs? He had like really creepy teeth too. Yeah, he had like black spots. No, I didn't know. Yeah, teeth. yeah, he had he had some really pointy, nasty teeth. Uh, so there you go, sclera lenses. And then we had uh, the CGI. Uh, the, there were two CGI effects. Well, there was the like the moonlight yeah. coming down. That was CGI. Yeah. But then you also had the obviously the werewolf. Transformer. You had the werewolf transformation. Then you had the werewolf, and then you had whatever the werewolf turned into. The whatever that being of light was. Remember yeah. when he hit him with the moonlight, and he was just sort of <gasps> hanging there, turned into some like nebulous yeah. humanoid. Wasn't he blinding or something? Wasn't he yeah. like brighter? He said brighter or something. Uh, he's, yeah, he said, make it brighter, let me go. In other words, kill me, is what he was saying. So, okay. you, you had whatever that was, and personally, I didn't think that the, um, a lot of the wolf shots were not very yeah. good. There was a couple of the close-ups that were actually impressive, uh, but a lot of the wide shots were just, I don't know, not real good. Any comments from yeah. you guys on the CGI, the costumes? Mm. <clears throat> not really. Um, do we oh go ahead Trip. no 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 do you guys have um any theories mm. Mm. play the bumper oh i was <laughs> we'll cut that this is enigmatic that that is that is textbook enigmatic Uh, let's see. So, in, do did you guys have any theories? Any thoughts about Torchwood as far as theories? Um, I wonder if it actually started there or if that was just an idea. How do you mean? Like, if Torchwood actually started back then, like in she, universe, or yeah. or production in universe, like did she started or did it sounds like, like it or did it just like someone else start it later on no i mean she started at the torchwood institute and a yeah. hundred and some years later it's still going in great britain so i would imagine in it's the britain. same thing yeah. Hmm. Yeah. any other theories about it uh, speculations da, da, da. i don't know really not enough information yet yeah it does yeah. make me wonder though like so Jack obviously has time travel and stuff before he meets the doctor. Okay. So did he like bring time travel to them or did they already have it? And was he able to help them that way with allowing them to be able to travel through time? Ah, so where did we leave Jack? Wasn't he on the, uh, on the the satellite five the or the game last remaining person on there yeah no she one else yeah him but in like life. the year two hundred thousand or something right yeah so yeah she, yeah 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 she brought him back to life on what was it at that point it wasn't satellite five what was it the game station or yeah, something like was... that actually <clears throat> was he with torchwood while he was with the doctor or did he join afterwards oh i don't know yeah so that's what i'm saying i don't i don't know the show i don't know enough about it why are we speculating on this so i don't know so that you know we can seem um, ignorant i don't know all right well so we don't have any big like theories fools. so um it's oh you know what we didn't um we didn't watch the Doctor Who Confidential because we realized we don't have that disc with us. So we couldn't find it. Yeah, so we need to go. We need to go get that disc. We did watch the um, Tardisode. The Tardisode. Yeah, it turns out the Tardisodes are like a minute. Yeah. Uh, so they're yeah. they're very very short. Really, what they are is they're just teaser stingers for the next episode. They would release them, you know, before the next episode would come out. So it yeah, was just kind of yeah. like it was just a buzz builder kind of thing. This one so, seemed a little bit of a spoiler, like showing you the wolf the and all actual that. actual wolf. Oh, yeah, you In did fact, see the I wolf. I believe that, that's where we actually saw the crash landing uh -huh. thing where it yeah. smashed down. Yeah, yeah, you saw it crash and then it said 300 years later and it uh -huh. like chased down Leonardo da Vinci or whoever. <laughs> <that was. laughs> 
I thought the guy looked like Leonardo da Vinci. Yeah, <laughs> it Vinci was personally. some random guy. Uh, yeah, some random dude. But yeah. it was in Great Britain in the 1800s. So it wasn't Leonardo da Vinci, but it, it looked like him to me. But anyway, so we will get a hold of the uh, DVDs for that so that we can watch the, the one for the next episode. Uh, so will we go back and watch the confidentials? Or? Uh, if we have time, yeah, we might yeah. just, we might do that. Just as but like an extra. If, if, uh, yeah, yeah, why not? Just for fun. But if you guys are interested, the, uh, you can YouTube the Tardisodes. We found a, uh, a video that has all of the Tardisodes, uh, just yeah. back to back to back. The video um, is literally only 13 minutes long. Yeah. Uh, yeah. The whole video. Not even, not and even the se- length of like a normal TV show. Right. And that's just series two, right? Yeah. I don't think it was every Tardis. I don't either. think it went after yeah. that, did it? Oh, well, I don't know. Yeah, you might be right about that. Oh, that's right. The Doctor Who Confidential went for six years, but the Tardisodes uh, may have ended after series two. I can't remember. So, um, remind me, guys, and I will go and I'll grab the link for that video and we'll post it on the Facebook page, so that if you guys are interested, uh, you can watch it. And then, uh, so next time, watch the Tardisode, watch the episode, then watch the Doctor Who, Who Doctor Who Confidential, and we'll if have you a can segment. find the Confidential. Uh, yeah, 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 yeah. So you got to get the uh, the DVD for that. The the Tardisodes were not released on DVD ever, so uh, you can only mm-hmm. find them online uh, with varying levels of legality. But <laughs> so next time, join us for series two, episode three, entitled "School Reunion," where we'll catch Ooh. up with a familiar looking actor that we referenced yes. earlier. Sure. Uh, Noobs in the Whovian is a production of Master Closet Studios. Research. <laughs> <laughs> Noobs in the Whovian is a production of Master Closet Studios Research, provided by senior producer Austin Reason. Our audio engineer is Trip Reason. Corbin Reason is our production editor. And special thanks to TARDIS.Wikia.com for the trivia and the Timberglen Library in Dallas for the DVDs. You can find us online at Facebook.com slash Noobs and the Whovian. You can also contact, contact us there or via email at Noobs and the Whovian at gmail.com. Until next time, guys, I'm the Whovian. And these are my sons, Corbin and Tripp. And we're the Noobs. And we will see you next time. Come on, let's go. Uh, Noobs in the Whovian is a production of Master Closet Studios. Research. <laughs> <laughs>